Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. It's Offsides. Mark, Ryan, and Diesel. We are the Fan Up State. Awesome to have you guys with us on a hump day edition of the show. We've got eight ways to win a Super Bowl. We've got Clemson fans reaching a breaking point with Brad Brown, LLLLLLL. We've got a blind date that you may or may not take. And what would you say if I told you I can tell whether your team really has a shot at the national championship when the season begins? That's right, my friends. Also on YouTube today is where we are. So everybody wants to know where, how and whom is going to win the Super Bowl. Everybody wants to know that answer. Incidentally, Diesel and I have a confession for you coming up at 3.10 p.m. So about eight and a half minutes from right now, you can set your watches to it, my friends. We have a confession for you and a question And I will give you brownie points if you're willing to be truthful with us. Because Diesel and I are both guilty of something right now. But everybody wants to know who's going to win the Super Bowl, right? Who is going to win? And in at least some of these matchups, we are offered a rematch, right, of a regular season matchup that took place. So, guys, you know I always like to give you something that you're not going to get anywhere else that you can't get anywhere else so i am going to hit you to start the show today with an eight prong methodology uh that predicts successfully who is going to win the super bowl now what i can promise you is what i believe is that the super bowl champion is going to be one of these eight one of these two teams all right now i'm not exactly reinventing the wheel here there are three teams that uh, that have appeared on this list, three in totality, but it is a system that has been tried and true and has withstood the test of time. Are you ready, my friends? Are you ready to do this little dance, this little gigolo? Okay, number one, um, six of the last seven Super Bowl champions have had point differentials of plus 100 or more over the course of the regular season. The last six, uh, six of the last seven point differentials. How badly are you beating your opposition? Um, the last eight 
Super Bowl champions have all had a plus six or better turnover margin. Okay? Turnovers attained versus turnovers handed to the other team. The last the last uh, eight. That eliminates, okay, and they've they've been eliminated, but I put all of the playoff teams through this mix, and this just shows you that I'm right. That eliminates Cleveland and Miami. All right? Um, the last seven Super Bowl champions have had at least six games that they won by double digits. At least six. You know who that stat eliminated? Oh, yeah. The Philadelphia Eagles. They were not dominant over anybody this year. As a matter of fact, the Eagles had all of two games that they won by double digits or more. Next up on the docket, how many games do you win against the spread? If you win nine games against the spread over the course of the season, that has been an 82% predictor. I feel like I'm a captain nerd over here with all these numbers. You guys know I like to say stats are like bikinis. They show some things, but not all. Ew, I'm nerding it up here with these statistics. But the reality is that's a good one. You know, like, are, are you exceeding expectation? Because the spread is expectation. Have you won, in addition, three games in a row against the spread? Can, can, you, can you do that consecutively? Can you have this stretch where we're saying, hot diggity dog, where did this come from? Boy, if I bet on you, I am in like Flynn. Then I give you a Mark Ryan special, okay? Uh, this is my own statistic that I love. 29 of the last 31 Super Bowl champions, 29 of the last 31, have met one of these two criteria. They had the number one defense in the NFL. That was Cleveland this year. Or they had a top 10 statistical quarterback the year that they won it. The year that they won it a top 10 statistical quarterback. So that would have meant Cleveland qualifies because not that Joe Flacco is top 10, but they had the number one overall defense. And then you have your Rams, your Ravens, your Bills, your Cowboys, your usual suspects, and yes, your Detroit Lions. Then you have the following. Six and three or better through nine games. The last five Super Bowl champions were all 6-3 and three or better through nine games. Who does that eliminate, and why is that important? Well, winning the Super Bowl, unlike Major League Baseball, where you can stink for three-quarters of the season, get hot right at the end, win the whole thing. Washington Nationals a couple years ago were 11-19, and 19, won the World Series. Football doesn't lend itself to that. You know, football doesn't lend itself to, quote-unquote, flipping a switch and being able to win the whole darn thing. So who on this list was not 6-3 and three or better through nine games? Buffalo, the Los Angeles Rams, Green Bay, and Houston. Now, you might say, well, Mark Ryan, three of those teams are still alive. Aha! Aha! They are. They are still alive. But then we go to the final one. And we say 
that only once in NFL history has a team won the Super Bowl with a quarterback making over 13% of his team's salary cap. That would eliminate Detroit and Kansas City. Well, you're saying, Mark, not so fast because it was just last year that Kansas City beat this stat. Patrick Mahomes, and I would say, yeah, but how many teams have a Patrick Mahomes? The one thing that makes me cautious about this stat is that quarterback salaries are flying past the rate of inflation to such a bloody degree that pretty soon everybody's going to have a quarterback making more than 13% of the salary cap. And one of them is going to win the Super Bowl. Okay? But if we want to be sticklers on this, that would knock out potentially Detroit and Kansas City. If you're Jared Goff, I cough at this because we just saw Kansas City win the thing failing at this stat last year. So when you put all of these numbers together, when I give you these eight different criteria, and when I say to you who is going to be the Super Bowl champion when all is said and done, we punch in the two, carry the two, drop the one, multiply by six. The teams are Baltimore, San Francisco, and Dallas. Now, what numbers and data can seldom account for? And this is why you cannot be married to numbers, man. Like, there's got to be a human element to it. Moneyball, in my opinion, ruined the game of baseball. Takes out feel. You can't account for the Dallas Cowboys' propensity to choke. Pressure does weird things to people, man. I can't explain it. I root for people, not against people. But Dak Prescott's rep, Mike McCarthy's rep, is now cemented. And in no world should Dallas choking four years ago in the playoffs have any effect whatsoever on Dallas choking in the playoffs this year. But somehow, it keeps happening. Every year. And (laughs) Diesel, I get the same thing, and we're going to talk about this this hour, the breaking point that Clemson fans are at with Brad Brunell. I got Clemson fans saying they do this every year. What is this? You know, what is this? And this is them collapsing once conference play begins, right? Clemson now one in four in ACC conference play. And here you guys thought that the ACC only stood for all cupcakes conference in football. No. Yeah, and Clemson, last I saw, I don't know where they are now after this loss, but they were 26, 27 in the net rankings. Clemson should be a really good basketball team. Yet, yet you get into league, you get into league play, and it just falls off a cliff. I don't know what it is. It doesn't. I, what I, is like, up with that? I don't know. Is there some Dallas Cowboys in Clemson basketball, Diesel? Oh boy. So anyway, you guys are saying on these numbers, you're saying, well, Mark, you did all that work, all that effort. I got, uh, I got one of our managers here coming in and laughing at all these. Uh, chicken scratch pages of research that I have in front of me here that only I can read. And and it gives me Baltimore and San Francisco. Well, thanks, Captain Obvious. But this is the data that shows you why Baltimore or San Francisco is going to win this thing. Okay? It's the data. It's the criteria. You put the teams up to it. You see who's still alive at the end. It was Baltimore. It was San Francisco. It was Dallas. But... The, the, the data can't account for the team needing the Heimlich maneuver. 
because there is that degree of choking going on in Big D. All right, Diesel, you and I, and there's something, Diesel, that you told me off the air before we got started today. All right, and we're going to pose a question to you guys uh, via the text line at 71307. You can get to us there. You can also chime in on the renewal by Anderson of the Carolinas fan phone at 844-326-3663. Diesel and I are both guilty of something, and I realized it, Diesel, right before I left the house. So let me again tell you. Let me tell you how lame I am and what I'm gonna, what I did. So, um, so anyway, Diesel and I, we looked at each other, okay, and we have the same clothing item on that we have yesterday. Now, this dawned upon me right before I left home today. And so what did I do, Diesel? Do you see what I did? I opened my black thing and I put on a shirt of a motorcycle shop that my cousin works at to give the illusion, Diesel, that I did not have on the exact same thing that I was wearing here yesterday. You offered me no such courtesy. You have on the exact same hoodie that you have that you had on yesterday. Okay? Yeah, that's because you didn't tell me that you were coming into the show in the studio today. Uh, you told me yesterday that you weren't going to be here, so I didn't anticipate needing to wear a different hoodie today. And then all of a sudden, poof, Mark Ryan's here. And it's like, oh, well, crap. <laughs> so Diesel's wearing the same thing he did yesterday. Uh, and I have a, uh, I have a, and the same overthrow that I had yesterday, but I had the idea. I'm like, ah, thank you, Brandon. He says you can wear hoodies more than once in a row. Thank you, Brandon. It, consecutively. Can you wear it? Can you wear it consecutively? So my friends, I put it, I put it to you guys. All right. Um, what is, how many times can you wear something without washing it? Okay, how many times can you wear something without Washington washing it? And do you ever wear the same thing multiple days in a row? Now, if I'm at home, I got no problem doing this. But it's amazing, and it's perhaps a sign that we've grown way too comfortable in front of each other, Diesel, that, that we do this coming to work. You and I do this coming to work. So, yes, yes, you see on the stream that I have... The exact same thing that I was wearing yesterday. I have it on, but I threw on a T-shirt underneath, okay? I had on jeans yesterday. I have on shorts today. It is in the 30s degrees. I'm getting dumber by the day here. Dumber by the day. Um, Diesel is looking stellar in his Appalachian State Mountaineers for the, for the second day in a row. There's got to be people, Diesel, that think they're in the movie Groundhog Day watching us on the YouTube stream. Yeah, I don't remember, know how many more wares I'm going to get out of this because the dog is starting to put holes in it. This, this is a hoodie. This is To tell you how old this, this is, Mark, this is a Jansport brand hoodie. Remember Jansport backpacks from, like, the 90s? I don't remember when I got this thing, but I, I'm going to tell you, it didn't start this color of light gray. It was a much darker color of gray. It's old. It's It fits like a glove. I love this thing, but the dog is starting to punch holes in it because he just gets bitey and just latches onto things. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, texter says, Mark, you owe me an apology. I texted in last week and told you the Packers would win. You made me look like a fool. 
Who's the fool now? I feel like the dude in Office Space Diesel that I make one mistake and I got to hear from eight different people about the lack of a cover page on my TPS reports. Like me yesterday when I, I told you that yeah. I picked the Packers and you you call me dumb for picking the Packers? I heard that over and over and over again. Now I got it from, from this kind gentleman. Sir, yes, I owe you an apology. I actually thought the Dallas Cowboys were above the most low-life, choking buffoons on a grand stage, a seven seed had never beaten a two in the new format. I apologize. Listen, listen, call me out when I'm wrong. The only thing I'm saying is, why is it that when we are wrong, uh, that goes viral? When we are right, it's crickets. Help us change that, will you? Please help us change that. But you, to you, sir, I owe you an apology. I will uh, gladly, uh, wink, wink, send you a pair of toenail clippers in the mail. Okay, Texter says, Mark, where do you get your stats? Genuinely curious. Love this type of analysis. I come up with some of them on my own, Texter. Then I do research on other ones. Then I say, well, do you have to, can you get hot and win uh, in, in football? And the answer is usually no. The Giants are a notable exception to that. Remember, 9-7 and seven New York beat the undefeated Patriots. Um, there are very, very few absolutes. But when you have enough that are like 70, 80, 90% accurate, you put them together, it, it gives you an accurate picture of who can actually win the thing, right? Win the thing. Uh, let's see here. Uh, but thank you for the compliment, sir. Texter says, Mark, wearing something multiple days in a row or whether or not you wash it depends on what it is you're going to, what what underwear you're going to wear more than once. See, underwear is the one thing you can't do more than once. What's that saying, Mark? Your importance on the football field is in direct relation to how close you are to the football. I think the how often you need to wash something is in direct <laughs> relation as to how close it is to the football to your junk and your butthole. To the to the footballs, yes. Yeah. To the footballs. You can't you can't do that. You absolutely can't <laughs> do that. All right. Uh, let's see here. I wear the same hoodie and jacket all over my layers. In this cold as heck warehouse every day, I give zero cares about what I wear. He wears the same thing every well, single day. Texter, that's evident. You ever look at photos from like the 1920s, 1910s? Everybody is dressed to the nines every single day. Like every guy is wearing a suit and a tie and a hat and an overcoat and gloves. Everybody looked fantastic. And then we all just gave up. You know, you go to a local Walmart. People look like garbage walking in and out of a Walmart. You know, Crocs, uh, pajama pants, butt crack showing. Like, what happened? When did we lose respect for ourselves in this country? That, <laughs> when, when did that happen? <laughs> Take some pride. Take some pride. Change your clothes from one day to another. No, just wear something a little bit nicer. Don't look like uh, such a boogie. As uh, Judge Smales' wife said in um, in uh, what was that Caddyshack, she's like, "Yeah, you two look you you two look nice. Well, you two look like a couple of boogies." <laughs> All right, up next on the show, um, one NFL head coach. All right, uh, had the right had the right to uh, to end the career of a reporter. And so nicely refused to do it. We'll share that with you next here on the most interactive sports talk show anywhere. 
It's Offsides. Mark, Ryan, and Diesel, and we are the Fan Upstate. You know, Diesel, in our defense, uh, you know, how can we be expected to have this very lengthy, this very robust winter wardrobe, okay, when we live in the South? I, I don't know why I feel felt like I needed to hide the fact from you that I had on the exact same top that I had on yesterday. Yet here we are. Found a, uh, a T-shirt. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. My cousin would be happy. This is the, uh, the motorcycle shop. Those of you on the YouTube channel are saying this, that uh, she works out in California. And uh, this is the motorcycle stop that the actor Ewan McGregor routinely stops by. How about that? So an NFL head coach had the chance to write the eulogy for a reporter this week. Now, before we share with you the clip, this ties so much into something that Diesel and I have discussed, fought over. It's a shock we still work together after how passionately we went at each other's throats after this, about this, and... You know, here's what it is, okay? It is the whole discussion about whether cold-weather games, cold-weather teams should have a retractable roof. Now, every time I say dome, Diesel corrects me. No, no, no. I didn't say dome. I said the ability to close your roof. And in fairness, I don't have an issue with having the ability to close your roof. I have an issue with artificial turf, and I love watching games in the elements, and like an absolute sucker, like many of you, I shelled out $5.99 plus tax to get Peacock, Poppycock, uh, to just to watch Kansas City and Miami. Why? Because it was negative 30 below windchill, and I had to see that. I had to see that. Well, unfortunately, Diesel, there was a reporter in Tampa Bay that thought Todd Bowles and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers 
we're walking into a Kansas City-esque environment. Folks, I kid you not, I, like, on the all-time awkwardness scale, okay, what is this for you? I'm about to share something with you that causes me so much discomfort. Diesel, it's 42 seconds. How do I know that? Because each second felt like an hour. Listening to this thing, it is so painful to me. That's not to say that we've never made mistakes, but the awkwardness behind this is so painful to me. Where is this scale of 1 to 10 on your awkward meter? Coach, uh, looking forward towards um, Detroit. Um, the weather has been a factor in some of the playoff games, even for the most prepared teams. Uh, today, it's uh, 13 in uh, Detroit, which doesn't compare to some of the temperatures we tend to drop to. Any special plans to acclimate the team to not only uh, endure, but perform in those kind of frigid temperatures should you face them in Detroit? You do know we play indoors, right? And they got a dome. I don't um, no, nothing planned. We're, we're indoors, and we only have to be outside for 20 seconds getting off the bus going under the thing, so we'll be okay. <laughs> oh. Oh. oh, time of death, Diesel. Oh, time it. of death, 3.27 p.m. And, uh, and 21 seconds. Diesel, like, you laughed at that. Oh, I, that's I was cringing at yeah. that. And, like, I don't know, like, to me, to make that mistake, yeah. okay, I'm not going to fire that person. I'm not. Um, but to make that mistake, like, that shows, unfortunately, a tremendous lack of knowledge. You know? Yeah, I've been put in a position like that one time in my career interviewing a musician. And I thought it was a very valid question, and I didn't mean it with any disrespect. But the way that it was answered made me feel about this big, okay? I was interviewing Dave Mustaine, the front man of Megadeth, who had spent time in Metallica before that. And when I was interviewing him, they were touring on the 40th anniversary of an album that came out in like 1987. It was a highly technical album. And I asked the question, there are songs on this album, on this tour, that you haven't played live in 40 years, if ever, if you've ever played these songs live. Uh, how much of a challenge was it, or, or was it difficult? Did you find any difficulty going back and relearning any of these songs and relearning what you were doing? And he looks at me and he goes, really? That's your question? Oh, He said, what a no. Jerk. He said, no. What a jerk. It wasn't hard to relearn the songs. I wrote them. I know how they go. And I was oh. like, what an ass. Oh. Because to me, I was trying to say these were highly technical albums that you maybe haven't played some of these songs live in decades. Was it a challenge? And then I swear to you, the very next day, the very next day I'm listening to satellite radio and the bass player is being interviewed and he said, you know, guys, it was it was tough to go back and relearn some of these songs that we haven't played live in a long time. I was like, <laughs> Dave, you jackass. Oh, Diesel, <laughs> I, I've got two. By the way, guys, any any moment in your life that awkward, where it's just like, let's give her the benefit of the doubt. We've all had bad moments. That was a really, really bad moment. But, Diesel, I've got two for you, okay? Uh, you should always have somebody proofread your questions yes, before you ask them. Yes, we don't do that on this show, but maybe, <gasps> we, maybe we should. Um, so, Diesel, I was part of the opening of the launch of the Odyssey Atlanta Sports Station. This was uh, circa the end of 2012. 
And Diesel, I kid you not, my second or third show there. Uh, and this was still when the program director was so intent on everything going right that he was in the studio during the shows. Oh. He was like coming into the studio. And I, I don't, I get it. I don't fault him for that. Diesel, I had a stomach virus. Micromanagement. I had a, <laughs> you said that. I, I like the guy. Um, he, so anyway, I had a stomach virus, Diesel, the second or third show there. And, you know, like your stomach is starting to make sounds that's audible on the microphone. It, it's it, you're, like you can't hide the fact that your microphone is picking up that sound. You can't hide the fact that every single commercial break, you're making a beeline to the restroom. Mm. All right. The level of awkward that I had on that day. And then you're hoping, Diesel, you're hoping that you're 100% clean. You know what I mean. And you don't know that you are. Okay. 100% clean. And there's all these sounds and you're like trying and fighting. Have you ever had it so bad and you're like fighting that you like got like the beads of sweat that are starting to come off your face? That was me. Second or third show. Here's the other one, Diesel. Okay. Um, and I learned a very valuable lesson here. And I welcome your incredibly awkward moments if you'd like to share them with us. Diesel, I had just gotten out of a relationship, but I was already dating somebody else. This was, gosh, uh, maybe 10, 11 years ago, okay? I had, I had so, like, I got out of a relationship, wasn't working for a long time, and, you know, I didn't do the whole let yourself heal. I just jumped right into something else. So, like, my circle of friends wanted to meet the new girl. So, like, one of the guys has us over to his house, and we're watching a game together, and Diesel in front of the whole group. I called her the ex-girlfriend's name. Mm. I said, hey, would you like me to get you something? I called her the ex's name. Now, the problem with this is everyone just met the new girl. Everyone in the room knows the ex's name. The new girl doesn't know the ex's name. <laughs> so if you ever, who was it? Was it uh, Southwest Airlines that had the want to get away moment? That They had that want to get away campaign. Like that for me, there was no getting around that. There was you couldn't hide that. You couldn't pretend it didn't happen. You know, there was no slinking away. You had nowhere to hide, brother. Nowhere to run, nowhere rough. to hide. There's no way out. That's of that. rough. So those were those were the two that I suffered with. All right. Now I I wouldn't be surprised if you guys are not too interested in sharing your most embarrassing awkward moments, but Diesel. You are that lady's boss. What happens? What happens? Do you like Ooh. you got to say, look, we've got to be better than that. Yeah, that's when you you've got to pull her aside and say from now on every time we assign you interview uh an interview, I need to proofread your questions first to make sure that you're not going to be put, putting yourself in this situation again. Oh man, just absolutely. Like rude. is this a new sports reporter? Is this somebody who's new to this or is this a veteran? I like I you know I hosted in Tampa, so I know a lot of the people down there. I don't recognize that voice, Diesel. So I don't I don't know I don't know who that is, but that was oh gosh. Like she will remember that moment for the rest of her life and it won't be a good memory. It will not be a good memory. Um, okay, guys. So one of the games coming up this weekend, and you know, like if you've listened to the show this week already, you know that I am really, really on Detroit. You you could say, Mark, outside of bashing Dallas, Detroit has probably been the team that you're talking to 
talking about the most. And that's because I firmly believe that Detroit has a very, very strong claim to grab all of us as America's team in this postseason. And I don't say you don't want it. That's Dallas. Dallas hasn't earned that. Dallas claimed that. And because they claim that, we just decide we're going to give it to them. You know, you can't just say, okay, now we're called X. We're no longer called Twitter. It's still Twitter.com. Okay, like people have learned behaviors over a period of time. I can't believe that all of us bought hook, line, and sinker this America's team BS from the Dallas Cowboys when we as the greatest country on earth would never sign up for that mediocrity. They have not made a conference championship game since 1998, okay? Well, you're saying, Mark, have you seen Detroit's history? No playoff wins in 32 years. But, my friends, look at where we are right now. Do you not have an underdog story? I have an underdog story. The end of my freshman year of high school, I was five foot three and 103 pounds. The end of my senior year of high school, no one even believed I was in high school. I looked that young. Okay? My freshman year at the University of Florida, to say I had no shot with any girl was an understatement. People looked at me like I was one of those savant kids, like super smart kids that got in when he was 15 years old. And I'm like, no, really, I'm not that smart. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm legitimately my age. I got bullied. I got pushed down the stairs. I got what's called book drop when they knock all the papers out of your hands. That was me. And even still today, Diesel, like you can tell everybody, Diesel, I'm not a small man, but we got four full-time employees here. You can tell everybody I'm the smallest by a country mile. Of the four people here. You were getting your books knocked out of your hands in college? No, 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 no. High school. I was about to say. (laughs) High school. I was about to say. High school. Good God. Florida's brutal. But Detroit is that story. Like, the city has been disrespected completely. The quarterback, this whole narrative, Matthew Stafford is returning to Detroit. Bump that, man. How about Jared Goff has a chance at his Shawshank Redemption moment? Right? How about that? You know, how about Dan Campbell when he was hired? Oh, listen to this meathead. Yeah, the meathead's pretty smart. You know, that that meathead happens to tie in very, very well culturally to a blue-collar city. Um, And there is such synergy there. The parallels there between team and city are too much to count. And I know we're the big, bad United States of America, right? I get it. More money, stronger military, higher quality of life than anybody else. But do we not have room in our hearts for a little underdog story as well? Can you not find it within you? By the way, Detroit played Tampa earlier in the season. All right, earlier in the season. So I thought, okay, like, like how much does that forecast? Detroit went to Tampa, won 20-6. to six. All right, that was one of uh, seven of Detroit's Super Bowl, uh, one of uh, one of seven double-digit Detroit Lion wins. And Diesel in my Super Bowl criteria, Detroit met six of those eight qualities. They're close. They're not quite there. But if you asked everybody, how do you feel about Detroit in terms of winning the Super Bowl? You might say close, not quite there. Uh, with respect to our conversation earlier in the show uh, about the way Americans have chosen to let. Uh, their quality of everyday dress falls so much. Madcraft said, we didn't give up. It's just we started to listen a little too much to the hippies in 1965. 
Uh, Brandon here says, could you imagine going to a Braves game in dress slacks and a jacket in July or August? That sounds brutal. No. Like, I, I, I've thought that, too. But at the same time, like, you know, realize they use different materials. It wasn't like all wool suits. A wool suit in July in Atlanta sounds god-awful. Well, who would do that? But they didn't wear wool suits right. all the time. They had, like, seersucker suits that were thinner and more breathable. But, like, we, we used to want to look good. Now people, like, want to look bad. I don't oh, get it. Diesel, you're totally right. Um, I was, like, when I was a kid, I was at a playoff baseball game. And I saw that game years later on ESPN Classic. And what struck me is, why are there all these idiots in suits? What, like, what, like, Everyone. Why, why are they in suits? The first thing you would do nowadays is you'd have your sweatshirt or you'd have your cap in your car, and you'd strip out of that bad boy, right? You'd strip out of it immediately. I don't know why we don't do that anymore, but these are also the uniforms. I mean, imagine having to wear, uh, uh, being a player and having to wear pants in Atlanta in July. Yeah. Or imagine having to play in the old Comiskey in Chicago in October or March, and all you got are those are those little pants. Yeah. Uh, it, well, it was there was an episode of Seinfeld where George decided he was going to um, he was going to change the uniforms because they had been wearing the wool blend uniforms for years for the New York Yankees, and he said, "Let's change this." And so he switched everyone over to like a polyester blend uniform, and. Uh, when it was sunny and beautiful outside, everybody loved it. And then it rained and everything shrunk and all the players were wearing like skin tight <laughs> uniforms, all because George made the switch. There you go. Uh, so check this out. I looked at rematches, right? Because Detroit has Tampa Bay in the rematch, um, rematches from the regular season. What happens when they meet in the postseason? Would you believe this? Okay, would you believe this? Um, 86 times. Teams have played in the regular season and then in the postseason since 2002. It's happened 86 times. Only 45 of those times has the same team won both matchups. That's 52%. Now, I do believe that Detroit should beat Tampa Bay by double digits. You could make an argument that both of these teams are playing with house money, and I hate that phrase, Diesel, because tomorrow's not promised to any of us. We're all, we all should be listed as day-to-day on the injury report, and there's no guarantee you're going to get back to this point with what can happen. You should always have carpe diem as your mantra. But if I'm Tampa Bay, I'm looking at that, and I'm saying, okay, okay, only, only 45 out of 86 times did the same team win both? Meaning that you would think, okay, the first team wins the first game. They're the better team. They're 75, 80% of the time they win. No. What do you attribute that to? Isn't that crazy? I mean, is that just the parody of the NFL in a microcosm, in a capsule? That's nuts. It is. Um, Mongo chimes in with his Southwest want to get away moment. He says, you want awkward. The first date with my current wife, my ex-wife, was at the same restaurant. She walked over to the table and introduced herself. No, don't do that. Oh. Don't do that, ex-wife. The new wife, Mongo, has no interest in that. Well, Mongo, here's the question, Mongo. Did you take your then first date girlfriend to a restaurant that you used to regularly take your ex-wife to? If that's the case, that is a rookie mistake, Mongo. That is, is a rookie mistake. Now, if it's like a restaurant y'all never went to, 
And it's just like a one in a million chance you happen to be in the same restaurant at the same time. It's not your fault. But if you took your if you took your first date girlfriend to the same restaurant you used to take your ex wife to, that's that's on you, bro. Diesel, everybody's got a money restaurant. You know, yeah. so he just he's he's playing the odds. What are the odds <laughs> that she would be there? She was Mongo. You should have known better, sir. All right. Up next, in my opinion, Clemson fans have reached a breaking point with this. That is coming your way next. I'm Mark Ryan. He's Diesel. And it's offsides. The fan upstate. So Clemson loses last night. It is their fourth loss in fifth games in ACC play. Um, They're they're still comfortably in the NCAA tournament, an event that Brad Brownell has made just three times in 13 years. But I, I got the sense last night that Clemson fans were done. Even those fans that you know personally that always find the silver lining, and there's a skill to that, right? Like sometimes I am Jim Carrey and liar, liar. I cannot tell a lie. I don't know how you guys do it. But some of you can find the silver lining in everything. For, for many Clemson fans, they've just seen this story too many times. You know, the season starts out hopeful. that We get to conference play. Suddenly the team starts choking The coach starts choking. You know, I've always said that I believe a team's play is a reflection of the personality of its head coach. Why does Dallas choke? Have you seen Mike McCarthy before big games? Kansas, many times. Look at Bill Self. How high do you think his blood pressure is in some of these games? You know, like, it's one thing to say you're loose. It's another thing to be loose. Clemson plays super tight. Georgia Tech gets him last night. 93 to 90. And a lot of Clemson fans are bringing up a conversation that I had with you that went crazy viral um, in April of last year. I was at the Clemson spring game for football. The athletic director, Graham Neff, uh, they obviously listen to the show. We really appreciate that. Came up to me and wanted to discuss some of our talking points about the basketball program and Brad Brownell. Because I, I said, look, it, I don't get the sense. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Right? That, that basketball is a huge priority when you consider that Brown, Brownell has been allowed to stay on as long as he has. And Graham Neff came up to me and he said, Mark, we hear you. I appreciate you being here. And we hear your audience regarding Brad. He said, said his first name. And remember, Clemson lost in the first round of the NIT, which I've always said stands for not in tournament. They lost to Moorhead State. It's a family show. Eyes up here. Eyes up here. Um, He said the loss popped the balloon of our positive energy. And he said if we aren't in the tourney next season, there will be a change. And I said, well, is this a – I said, Graham, I really appreciate you sharing that with me. This is 
unique. This is not something I expected. Can I share this with with my audience? He said, of course, what I'm sharing with you is not anything that Brad Brownell doesn't already know. And so I'm having quite a few people after that game last night bringing that up to me, right, bringing that up. This team is playing no defense. You know, college basketball teams, they allow 7.63 pointers per game. Over the last three games, Clemson has allowed 13 three-pointers made per game. You cannot give up 13 three-pointers a game. Can't give up 39 points just off threes. No, you can't. You can't do that, right? So, you know, like some of you, of course, those silver lining people said, there's no way Graham Neff said that to you, Mark. He did. I know it makes you unhappy. He did. Um, Is it time that Clemson moves on from Brad Brownell? Is this it? You're going to give him till the end of the season, right? You want to see, but to me, what he's doing right now and how he's playing with this NCAA tournament berth and threatening it with every inexcusable loss, um, he's increasing what will be required for him to keep his job. He's making it harder on himself. Now I think it's Sweet 16, or Brad Brownell goes by the wayside. By the way, Diesel, did you hear about this little conundrum? Uh, Colonial Life Arena, Columbia, doing something really well, actually. When they don't have all their seats sold, they put up an announcement that the students can come down to the lower bowl. And what does it create? It creates a kick-butt national TV atmosphere. Wait, why do they put students in the upper bowl? Well, because students are poor, and though the more expensive seats are down low. But every single team in the country puts their student sections behind the baskets. Right, right. And South Carolina's like, nah, we'll stick them way up there. Well, no, I don't think they stick them way up there, Diesel, but they're not. What they say is on the, on the uh, they, they showed it on the Jumbotron. Yeah. You can fill in empty seats right by courtside. You can come in, you can fill in empty seats. So I would say to you, Diesel, think of the rock and the hard place that NFL teams are in, college teams are in, basketball teams are in for this reason. Who can afford the high-ticket seats? It's not the people that are going to create the raucous environment, right? Sure. It's a bunch of gray tops. Gray tops are creating, are, 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 can afford the high-dollar seats. Those that are creating the atmosphere that you want can't afford that. Students, right, can't, can't afford that level of price, can't afford that at all. So what do you do? What do you do? I mean, do you sacrifice short-term income to create a raucous atmosphere? I would no, I think it's brilliant. I mean, how many times have you seen? How many times have you watched games on television that look like they should be? They look like they should be big games. You know, there's a couple of ranked teams, maybe in the in the teens or in the twenties, and you got all kinds of empty seats. And you're thinking, like, the, the place sounds loud on television. Where are all the people? Well, they're way up there. So yeah, but what what then? What you're saying is all the people that paid top dollar are not happy because now you got people who didn't pay top dollar sitting all around them. What do you say to them? What do they pay top dollar for? How does that make any sense? That's when you create another section of luxury seating for those people, but you get it off of the television broadcast. And that's never made sense to me why, you know, why some stadiums will point the camera at the small side of the stadium, why they'll point the camera at uh, the high dollar seats where the gray tops just sit there on their hands the whole game. 
Don't show them on television. Show the people who are losing their minds on television. Yeah, That's I've what always, makes for a good broadcast. I've always said this, Diesel. If I tune into a sport I've never be seen before and the crowd is nuts and the atmosphere is great, it convinces me that this is a big deal. You know, you tune into a college football bowl game, nobody's there, I'm not watching. I'm not watching. It's how it rolls. Great job, South Carolina. All right, up next, what the four-team college football playoff era taught us. Hmm. I'm Marquise Diesel, and this is the most interactive sports talk show anywhere. Offsides, the fan upstate. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.